and they're living on the streets. Vehicles, a white van, unknown license. I've seen a flying saucer. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Lost Frequency Podcast. This is part two of Matt's story. What was it called again? I just you just told me, and I couldn't remember what it was called. Oh, October saying, Fear this Fest. This is yeah of our of our grandioso <laughs> month of October. Uh, Lost Frequency presents the October Fear, Fear Fest. Fest. And this, if you guys aren't afraid yet, get ready to be afraid. Ooh, be very afraid. And uh, we thank you guys for tuning in because it's an extra one mm-hmm. for you guys because you guys have been awesome. You've been killing it on our Facebook page, a lot of interaction, a lot of interaction on our lives. And uh, you can see that I actually get a little emotional in this one because he was saying things that reminded me of my dad. Let's believe it right there. Leave yeah, it, right it, there. it was. And, and we left it off at such a cliffhanger. It was like the creature, like the, the hellhound, the werewolf, the dogman looked up and spotted them Oof. and that was it man and that's like leaving it there was just crazy and yeah. i think it was a perfect spot you picked a perfect spot and, and, I, and I, yeah i just felt it had like a, its natural peak in the story whatever you call it the climax of the story but it really isn't you think it's the peak or the climax of the story but there's a lot more coming and um there's it, it emotionally affected both of us and um Matt, we want to thank you for it. I know you're here listening to us. And um, thanks for the football talk in the first part. Uh, go Ravens. <laughs> but we want you to know that we, um, in, seriousness, in seriousness, we really appreciate the fact that you came on to share this with, with us and our, and our listening audience. And uh, we will be on your podcast, brother. We're coming up. So And, and we're going to have you back too, Matt. You know, we really, it, it, was, it was fantastic. But yeah, the... the Emotions that uh, it's a, an emotional roller coaster, you know. It is an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, it really affected Rye. I looked over at Rye. I, I thought I thought I was being a little rude, I guess, but I thought Rye was dropping the ball. But no, he was. It really fucked with him. I'm sorry, I get to use such foul language. I know you guys are not accustomed to that with me, but um, it, my, my my stomach was in knots. You know, like like I said, I was having a rough week too. But that just like and the cool thing is, it's on video this time too. You yeah. can actually see like. It's, it's a great time to, because we're, we're kind of in the middle of deciding which format we're going to use. So we tried this new one and we kind of prefer it. And uh, we were just like, yeah, let's record it. And it just worked really well. And you can see, like, because, you know, I can I can look to my right and see Rye. Uh, and, and I can always see him. And we bounce off each other like we always do. But I can also look on the screen and see it. And I was just like, something's different with him today. I knew he had a bad day. Um, but whatever personal shit happens, you know, whatever, everyone deals with it in our lives. But um, I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on, but I feel it too. And you can see that Matt feels it too in this episode. So we yeah. appreciate it so very much that you guys are here with us. Enjoy this one. Um, if we have these coming down the line once in a while, we'll drop a free one. Ooh. Oh no. Oh no. An extra episode. But th- th- that, that being said, just to, you know, just to remind our listeners that, you know, this is, our bonus episodes, like 
if we have an extension of the interview, not necessarily like the one story, I didn't want to take one story and cut it in half and kind of leave you all hanging. But if our if our um, guest has more stories, you know, after our usual time, that's we're going to be moving those into our beyond the periphery, you know. So, right. and this is the reason why when we went on our first live, we recorded this one the same day as our first live, and you guys were like, "Where are you? Where are you?" It's because this story was so uh, epic, epic, uh, epic, crazy, like. Yeah, it really hit home, and it re you really felt what he was saying. And um, uh, thanks again, Matt. We appreciate it so much. And, but uh, uh, yes, yeah. yeah, so, so like I was saying, we, <laughs> yeah, I, know you, you, I was like, where are you going with this? But I was trying to say that. So Sorry. these bonus episodes, like Beyond the Periphery, you know, you can find us on our at our Kofi page. Uh, I'll be posting that link into Facebook. So if you want any of these bonus, uh, you know, the bonus parts will be uh, like Beyond the Periphery. It'll be you know anywhere from thirty minutes to maybe even up to an hour of an extra interview um behind the scenes you're gonna get it all and yeah. you know we have tiers membership tiers yeah, don't forget to do that yeah. guys. and and, and Sign that, up. like we're, we're doing all this extra work so that we can actually use any money that we get to put towards to building the studio and getting the studio up and running you know it's not like we're taking the money and going to disneyland right because you, you you've you've heard there's been episodes in which the sound quality isn't what we would like it to be so if we have a you know better because we're using one mic at the moment, as you guys know. And we need a separate mic. We need a mixing board. We need a couple things to make yeah. sure that this that we bring the best quality product that we can to you. And that's what you guys have been doing. So go if you, if you like what we're doing, go over there and sign up for a membership. Or can can they also do like uh, just donations? one time? Can they, they, they can do one time donations, uh, but we don't really. Th that doesn't get them behind the paywall though, but I'm sure we can work something out. You know, if you give us one time donation, maybe there's a way I can, you know, slip you one of those episodes, you know, that, oh, uh, you right. could be yes. like, Hey, can I give you one time donation? If I can listen to this episode, I'll, you know, yeah, sure. for sure. We'll figure it out. Uh, we'll figure it out. dude. And I will. So message us like message us say, Hey, look, and I don't want to, I, I can't do monthly, but if I give you, you know, like 10 bucks, can I, can I have this episode? I'm going to do that. Okay guys. So buckle up. Um, and, Enjoy the rest of the interview with Matt. And it was real. And then it stopped. And all of a sudden, it stopped. It sniffed the air. And then it looked right up at us. And it saw us. As soon as it saw us, it stood back up on two legs and it was every bit bigger than it was outside. Now, it could have been the same size as it was outside because we were in the dark. Now we're in a completely lit up fire lit room. It looked bigger now. Now, let me explain something. We didn't go back to this place for years, but we did go back years later and we wanted to get an idea of the size of this creature because we wanted to see if, you know, we, we brought measurement and you know, we brought a measuring tape and just tried to get a little idea. Now, in this building, there were four, in each corner of the room, there were four gigantic concrete pillars that were obviously like load-bearing pillars that they started at the very base. God knows how far they went into the ground, went all the way up the length of the whole building. And there were four of them. Well, this thing, when it smelled us and it stood back up, it stood up and you couldn't see. And, and we, we measured it. And these were every big bit four to five feet wide when it stood up in front of one of it you could not see the sides of this concrete pillar 
So it was every bit four, between four to five feet wide that way. And then its height, each floor we measured, the ceiling was between 15, 14 to maybe 15, 16 feet in height. Its ears being completely upright like this. And I also need to add this. Its ears, when it was coming around the room, you could tell it was listening. It was looking for us. And its ears were kind of cupped at one point and they were turning and you could tell where it was listening. Looked very Doberman Pincherman looked. And, and I'm working with Sibylla Irwin, if you know who she is. Yes, yeah, we do. And we're making a rent. We're working really hard on a rendering of what, what I saw, and I, I, I'm excited to be able to show everybody what we saw. So when that's ready, everybody will know. Um, very disturbing, and, and, and when it stood up, it looked at us, and it bared all of its teeth. Huge canines that even when, uh, you know, I had, fa I had forgotten to mention this, when it saw the dogs at the beginning running away, it wasn't growling at them or anything. It was just watching them run away after it dealt them some pain. And its mouth was, clo its mouth was closed, but the, the two canines on top were just hanging out of the lips. So they were extremely long. And when it stood up on two legs again and it kind of just opened up and it put its hands out to the side like it looked like it was ready to, you know, get into us, it growled at us again. And something that always stood out to me was, you know, I told you nothing really bushy about this thing hair wise. But the one thing hair wise that was kind of odd and stood out was when it looked up at us, it had these tufts of hair that came out from the from the neck area and they were spade shaped and it was like these two big spades but when it was down on all fours it was kind of compacted around its neck but when it turned its head up and those muscles kind of flattened out in the neck and and everything those that that hair just kind of popped out and you could see it was it looked like you were looking at a spade playing card that was the shape of the hair coming off of its neck and it growled at us again, and, and we felt vibration go through the floor. We felt a little go through our bodies, but we, we, we realized because, and I know this is why it didn't have its effect on us the second time like the first, is because I had mentioned to you when you entered the center of the room, you had that half concrete wall there. And it, it, we truly believe it blocked a lot of this second growl because it was down on the first floor we're up on the third it's looking up at us so there's a lot of concrete between that growl and us now so we felt a little bit i felt it in my head but but you know kind of fell through the ground kind of vibrate which is freaky too that something that can growl that loud vibrates you know concrete in a giant uh, blast furnace building but nobody got sick and um, it ended up turning its head and looking to the right. And, and I got immediately horrified because I knew what it was looking at. It was looking at the stairs to its right. And it went back from two legs to four and it ran. It started running for the stairs. And my buddy who I had, you know, almost caused the pass out and he starts just he has completely lost it. He left us. He was gone. He was postal running in circles, screaming, 
God, somebody help us, please. Uh, like I said, the only way out of the third floor was either to run up to the fourth floor. And I don't even know if the door going out to the roof was able to be opened. I can't remember that. So the only other way out of that third floor was to go out to the fire escape and go up to the roof. Because as I explained to you before, the rest of it had broken away and gone down. So if you would have jumped, you more than we probably would have died. So um, that wasn't something we weren't looking to do. So but one buddy's running in circles like, like someone that's had a complete mental and utter breakdown, which you can't blame them. Uh, my other buddy who lived across the street had made a beeline for that doorway to run up to the, to the roof of the building. He made up his mind where he was going to go. The other two that were left were me and my best friend. I was stuck in my spot. I couldn't move. I didn't know what to do. I was having that. I, I don't know what to call it. I, I don't know what, you know what moment to call it because I didn't have my life flash before my eyes. What I did see, I apologize if I get a little emotional. Not at all. Um, what, I, what I did start to see was um, I have a big family. We're really close. There's five kids in my family. My mom and dad are no longer here. Um, I have a great uh, near-death experience I'll share with you guys in the future, too, that, that, that I'd love to share. But um, they're no longer here. And, and what I saw was I saw my mom and dad's face. Um, I saw my other siblings. I saw my damn mean-ass dog that we used to have when I was a little kid, the meanest little Lahasa Opso that bit us and hated us. And I thought of my little shit, shitty dog, excuse my language. No worries. And I thought, I'm, I'm going to die. This is where my life is going to end. I was getting ready to go to, uh, it's called Youngstown Ursuline High School. It's a private Catholic school that is considered one of the best private schools in the United States. What they're really known for, number one, obviously, is academics. Number two, their athletics are second to none. I, I was a football player in high school and college, and, and, and my whole family went to that school, and my dad was a football player there, and I, I, I wanted to be you know, I wanted to be there and, and, and be part of my dad's legacy. And I felt that it was all gone. And so I have to explain when this thing was running up the stairs, it was coming up quick. So these thoughts are going through my head really quick. It wasn't like time froze. Hearing screaming behind me, seeing my friend leave the doorway, I knew where he was going. My friend to my right, my best friend, was looking at me. He had tears running down his face, looking at me like maybe I had an answer for what we were going to do, and I had nothing. And I saw it coming up the stairs, and I knew once it reached the top of the stairs from the second to the third floor, there's two people it's going to come to first, me and my best friend. And I started thinking, which one of us it's going to start? And we're all going to watch each other die. And it's going to be horrible death. And, and, and uh, you know, I just, I, I, I was froze. I was frozen solid. You know, we might be 14. We might have been big boys. We were babies. We were babies. And we were looking at something that should not exist. And it wasn't coming to scare us because let me point something out. And I'm sure of you guys doing what you do and you do an amazing job, by the way. I love your show. Thank you. You guys, 
you guys do it the right way, the way that I like to do it and, and, and listen to people do. And I, and, and I'm starting my own channel eventually soon. And I, I have to say yours is of the type that I'm going to, to do it after. Cause you guys do it right. Thank you. We appreciate and, that. And, I, and you look at all the avenues and you don't just look at things and say, sure, of course, everything can happen. You guys look at things scientifically and you look at things realistically. And I like your, your, your discussions that you have. You guys are real about things. And, you know, this, this thing was coming up the stairs and thought that was it. And, uh, you know, it, it moved really, really special and quick and, and, you know, what what happened next? Why I truly believe that there was there was intervention that occurred that night was because we had no way out, no way out. We could not run past this thing. We could not get off the building. We could, if we jumped, we were dead. We there was divine intervention because what what happens next as it was halfway up from the second to the third floor and I could see it coming its teeth were bared it was looking right at either me or him we were standing right next to each other and and it just frozen solid and and I hear the most beautiful sound to this day I've ever heard and and I hear ka clink ka clink ka clink ka clink ka clink a train on a, a, a track wow. coming. It's coming past the building that we're in. Now, let me tell you something. In all of the times that we've been in that building and all of the times that we've had fires in that building and smoke billowing out of it, we have never once had any train pull their horn. Now, either it was divine intervention causing this guy to do this. He saw the fire from the big the big one we had going or what I actually have run by the guys quite a few times through the years. And, and again, two of them are no longer here to talk about it, but, but we also wondered was being up so high in a train, you could, he could have looked into the building with all that light and seen the stairs easily and what was coming up those stairs. And he might've seen this thing coming up and just laid on that horn for us. Now, my other buddies think that they just saw the fire because the train didn't slow down. He never stopped, never came back. He laid on it for a good while, caused this thing to stop, to look up at us, look back, look back at us, turn around and head down the stairs. And this is another oh, part man. that I think super what's going on as it started heading out of the building. Now, let me tell you something. I've heard stories of shadow people in bedrooms of people seeing things in the woods where they're so dark, they're so black that they actually suck the light from things. That's how black this thing was. And when it turned around and it started running out, it ran like a panther, like a, like a cougar, like, you know, that really beautiful, almost liquid kind of metal, kind of oily greasiness. The way it runs is just like, just beautiful. The way that it can move is like awe-inspiring. Of course, it was scary as hell, but looking back on it, it just moved unlike something that just, again, it just couldn't have been real. And it, it hit the the second floor and went for the for the first floor um, 
staircase. And by the way, when it had run up the first floor where those stairs had been missing, it jumped over those like they were maybe this long. So it, it had no problem. And what occurred next was it went from being completely seen, 100% animal looking. You could see all of its, all of its joints, all of its, its movements, its tail, its ears, everything, to all of a sudden a streak of black that left the building so fast that it could not have been anything but supernatural. So it was one second it was there as as like you two I'm looking at you to a streak that left the building in the blink of an eye, no noise, nothing, gone. And the, we just start screaming, God help us, somebody save us. You've got to get us out of here. It's going to kill us. Screaming till we're, we're losing our voices and you just hear the train getting farther and farther away and the fear starts setting back in that it's it's going to come back in it's going to come back in it's going to get us and we had got ourselves back together as a group and 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 my other buddy when I mean, he he was he was gone he wasn't speaking anymore he was just screaming please we have to we can't go outside it's going to come get us what are we going to do what are we going to do and everything and 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 we had sat up on the third floor for maybe an hour before we started saying it's time we have to start doing something the longer we wait here it's it's gonna come back it's going to come back so we we made our way down to the second floor we were maybe down there somewhere in between i'm gonna say 25 to 40 minutes before we decided now it's time to get down to the first floor and time to get out now right then my buddy who had lost it is screaming and telling us we have to stay the night there. We can't leave there. It's going to be waiting for us outside. It's there. Don't you know? It's just waiting for us. Finally, I grabbed my friend and I apologized to him many times over the years. And he said, I don't blame you. I don't hold you any alone. I grabbed him and I looked at him and I said, you listen to me. We're either going to leave with or without you. You're going to die alone in this building with that creature, or you're going to take a chance with all of us, and we're going to make it back to our buddy's house, and we're going to live together. So you make up your mind because we're leaving your ass if you don't stop acting like this. And he's screaming, no, no crying. And like I said, he he checked out. He was, it, it, I mean, this was, there's no more reality for him anymore. He just wants mom and daddy. He wants to go home in his bed and hide under his bed or whatever. And he just couldn't handle it. And then we start leaving the building and he's yanking on us. And I grabbed him and I grabbed him by his face. And I, and I used some very, very foul language. And I'm not going to repeat myself. And I told him, you're going to die and you're going to be alone. Or you're going to live and you're going to come with us. And I turned around and my other buddy turned around and I said, now hold on to our shirts and we're getting out of here. And we had remembered we had our guns and we had them out. And again, we knew they were pathetic compared, but we had something. And we had these old, you know, two or three 
C battery, you know, flashlights that lit maybe two feet in front of you. And where we have these out and then we're, you know, climbing down. And let me explain something as well. Leaving this building, having no stairs climbing up. I know when you had to jump up to get into it, you could go down and look underneath this concrete outcropping and you could look way back into the building so this thing could have easily just been sitting right down hiding and waiting for us to drop down and just hi guys and that was one of the scariest moments was leaving that building right then i can imagine and we we start hightailing it and every noise we heard, every leave from the wind blowing, every piece of gravel that you kicked with your foot, turning around, looking around, is that it? Is it there? Is it here? And we finally make it back to that point where that, that, that uh, gravel, you know, we had to turn our feet to go down. Well, going back up, only one way back up on all fours you ain't going back yes sir you're crawling back up so we would always make fun of each other when we would have to go back <laughs> guys would all you would always f slide down and each one of us would always start to slide back and we'd laugh and we'd think it was fun this wasn't funny that time because it was happening because we were more freaked out so we were trying even harder to get up we're exhausted sweating you couldn't breathe we barely had any air left guys are sliding is it behind is it behind us guys are screaming oh my god is it behind us you know we're turning and looking and got our flashlights and no no just come on let's keep them every once in a while we're kind of helping each other get past a certain tough point and finally after i'd say 20 minutes we got to the top of this and me and my one buddy had got up there first and laid on our stomachs and stretched our arms out to help grab our buddies who were having time you know the hardest time getting to the top we helped pull them up and we were so exhausted and just at that moment we hear that pack of wild dogs off in the distance oh man and you want to talk faces turning shades of white i'm telling you ghosts have nothing on the face uh, our faces turning white we could have oh, lit up a dark room. We were so white as a ghost. We thought that meant that was it signaling this thing. We did not see the dogs. We just heard them. We didn't see it again, thank God. Finally, we made it. We barely made it across the, the highway and almost got hit by my one buddy, almost got hit by a car because our legs were shaking so bad. We were so exhausted from climbing up and getting back. We finally made it and 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 we got up on my buddy's uh, porch and his family wasn't there. And I'll always remember this. This might seem like non-consequential, but I always remember that I went and I grabbed his hose that was sitting there and I, and I just so just Pour, just kept pouring water on myself and drinking and I was drinking so much water my, I got sick and next guy took it and we all just soaked ourselves and we just sat there for maybe an hour hour and a half and we just sat there and stared across the street towards the area we couldn't see the exact area from where we were but we just sat and we just stared and no one talked 
for like an hour, an hour and a half. And my one buddy that had the most problem with it didn't speak for two weeks after it happened. He had to get some major, major psychological help. Um, I had some, some religious stuff that went down with me. I'm half Lebanese. So, um, and again, obviously, I'm, I'm giving my full name. I'm telling you where I grew up, where this happened. I'm not afraid to admit this stuff happened. It was real. Um, I, I belong to uh, St. Mary's Church in Youngstown, Ohio, which is a Maronite right Catholic church, which is mostly for Lebanese and, and uh, you know, anyone else that's welcome, of course. And I went to my, my priest and I told him what happened. And I, I told him, Father, I, I have something that occurred to me and my friends that I don't know how to deal with this anymore. And I'm, I'm not sleeping and I'm not eating and I'm having nightmares every night. And, and I'm almost so, you know, almost afraid to leave my house anymore. And I told him what happened. And, and, and instead of me getting what I thought I might get of Matthew, you know, you probably saw, you know, something you weren't too sure about. I got Matthew, you need to understand something, my son. There are things in this world that people have no idea exist. They think that are meant in myth and lore and books. And he mentioned comic books, which like I told him, you know, that's funny you mentioned that. I grew up from as young as I could hold a book reading comic books. And he said, there are things in mythology that people need to understand. We are taught in the church this. He said, there is always truth to mythology. It is not all made up. It is not all for just entertainment purposes. He says, do you think that, you know, in, in Italy with, with all of the church and, and, and belief that goes on, that possession is fake and it's made up for entertainment purposes? He said, Matthew, I've seen some some exorcisms. And he said, I've seen things that I don't ever want to see again, ever. He said, there are things out there and that you have got to see them, some of them. And there's more than you can realize. And sometimes they enter our part of the veil. And this is why this word, the veil, means so much to me is because he said to me, the way that they are taught and that they talk about a lot of times is that there is a veil, a sheet almost, that separates our world from all kinds of other places that that our minds as human beings can't even grasp. And he says, sometimes our bodies can reach a, 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 a level of, of frequency and because everything has a frequency on this planet and we can cross that frequency and that veil and we can enter into these spaces at that time when other things that we don't know exist just so happen or crossing right when you are. And he said, sometimes wow. good things happen. Sometimes nothing happens. Most of the time they go the other way and you go the other way. And then other times, sometimes the most horrific things happen. And he mentioned, you know, that there have been deaths that have occurred. And, and he said, you know, I, I, I really recommend that you and I spend some time together. And I spent probably over a couple year period. I saw him probably every other week for about four years talking to him about these things. And I've learned a lot of stuff that, that, that I haven't shared. Wow. And um, there's some really crazy stuff out there. I'm not going to get into it now and, and, and I'll, I'll share it for later, but you know, 
uh, go ahead. I'm- Matt. Yeah, sure. Uh, Matt, I, first of all, holy, holy shit. I'm going to say it. Holy crap. I was like genuinely scared, and I yeah, yeah, we kind of sent each other messages sometimes, and I said, yeah. "I'm kind of, I'm kind of scared listening to the story. This is probably the most intense, frightening story I've ever heard." How, how did you? How were you able to sleep at all after this? I mean, what well, happened to you? Like, what were you feeling? Well, yeah, you know, I, I, I've always had a problem, and this is something that I will also delve into with my new channel someday into other interviews, which I would love to work with you guys in the future again and things like that. And, and I will share, like, you know, I had an experience happen in Beaver Creek State Park about a month and a half to two months ago. Um just recently that some crazy stuff. Oh, that's Ohio too. Yeah. Ohio too. Ohio is very supernaturally, uh, you know, it's, it's got some stuff going on there and I'll share that as well. But, you know, one thing that we decided with each other was, is that when we went to see each of our groups of parents, that we would all four be there to support each other. Because if there's a one of us, you're crazy. You know, what were you guys talking about? Now it's all four of us are together and we, went to each one of our groups of parents. Now, my buddy who didn't speak for two weeks, um, his parents just thought that he had a lot going on in his life and had a nervous breakdown. He thought maybe we saw, you know, his, his dad thought, kind of what my dad thought at first, that we saw maybe a big black bear and it tried to kill us and he just lost his, his shit. Um, his mom didn't believe any of it. She didn't want to even talk about it. She left the room. My mom, basically the same thing. She said, honey, you guys saw something. You didn't know what it was. That's not what you saw. They don't exist. I'm not, and she just walked out of the room, which was disappointing as well. Um, my other buddies, mom and dad, just said, You're, you guys are nuts. You guys, what were you guys doing? Smoking weed or eating, you know, eating mushrooms or something? We're 14-year-old kids. We weren't doing drugs or drinking alcohol. We were good kids. And uh, I'm not saying you're not a good kid if you do that. I'm just making a point. We we were athletes. We were very serious about about things in, in our bodies, and we weren't doing things like that. So they didn't want to hear nothing. And, and I, I thought maybe his mom and dad would, would believe a little more because uh, he was Hispanic and, and his mom and dad would tell us some supernatural stories. And I thought, man, if anybody have, would would give us some, maybe some love on that, it would be that they had nothing to say about that. Or maybe it was purposely, maybe they didn't want to say, yeah, we know. Well, so they didn't. So only two people. My best friend's mom also didn't want to have nothing to do with it. She didn't even want to talk about it. She didn't want to hear about it. Only two people who gave any kind of credit we saw anything. Number one was my dad. He thought we saw a black bear, which are very far and few between in Ohio. There's not a lot of them. There's more than there used to be. Um, I've seen a couple in my lifetime. I saw a pretty big one, which was pretty scary. Thank God it didn't see me. I don't, I don't want to deal with a bear. Um, it, was, it, it wasn't a bear. This would have been a puppy next to this thing to begin with. To begin, It would just would have been a puppy. Um, and this was a big black bear I've seen. And then what I saw and my other friends saw that night, uh, that would have been a, that would have been a, a you know, a, a, a jalapeno popper for it to eat. It, it just, it's the comparison. Um, 
my dad just thought maybe we saw a black bear that maybe was mutated. You know, there's also another part of Youngstown, Ohio. There's a state or, or, or I don't know if it's city or state park. It's called Mill Creek Park, and you can look that up. And Mill Creek Park is a very big park, a gorgeous, beautiful, natural area with tons of, of water and waterfalls and areas to go hiking and everything. And going through the Mill Creek Park is, is the Mahoning River. And the Mahoning River, you can take from Mill Creek Park area and follow the Mahoning River all the way down into the area where the, where the steel mills were. So this thing could have been up in that park area and could have followed the water. You always hear about these cryptids out there. It's keeping close to water. It could have just followed that Mill Creek Park area and, and that it just went back and forth, you know, and then we were in the area that night. Um, I was going to bring that up, Matt, because normally people have these encounters with these dogmen. It always seems to be in the in the forest somewhere. But this is like a rundown industrial area. Right. Such a such a change of pace for us, at least on yeah. this podcast. And uh, people don't think that this can happen like in these areas, but like, oh, apparently no. they can. Yes, they can. And, you know, I've heard so many stories, especially about the dog men and, and about a lot of them being around Indian burial grounds and, and things to do with, with, with burial grounds and things. And it makes you wonder as big and as massive as the area of this, this, this still mill area, even, you know, of course, even now it's even bigger. There has to be some areas that were just, you know, some burial mounds in some areas that were just, you know, they built stuff over and maybe that's why this thing was down there. We might've been around a burial mound, not even knew it. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but, um, so my my dad, you know, and it was really hard for me to accept to hear him say, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't, Matt, you didn't see that. Now my best friend's dad, like I told you, was very involved with the city, gave us without saying anything at first, uh, uh, the inclination that he knew what we were talking about, and that he did not jump to. Nah, you guys didn't see that. He first and foremost went off. What are you doing going down there? Are you insane? The buildings are falling down. You could be killed. Things could fall on you. They mentioned the wild dogs. He actually mentioned a, a homeless person had been mauled to death by the wild dogs. And I've heard later in life that it could have been this, not the wild dogs. And he was extremely upset. And he said, I'm not speaking about this with you anymore. And he said, if you know what's good for you, he says, you're not going to talk about it, too, because number one, you guys are close with your classmates. If you go to your school and you talk about it, your classmates are going to want to go down there. People could fall. They could get killed. They could get hurt. And more than anything, if there's something down there, like a creature or something, you're going to get your friends hurt or maybe killed. So that's where he was aiming at first. Then. He said, I've had enough talking about it. Don't ever let me hear. He says, I might be your dad to my best friend. He said, but I will see each one of you in juvenile hall. And I promise you, Matt, you won't play football next year. And they'll think you're all crazy. And he really laid it on us thick. Well, later that week, my best friend told me that he just every day, every day just kept pounding his dad, dad. 
how can you how can you do this to me how can you just look me in the eyes and tell me that i'm lying to you or or that i don't know what i'm talking finally he, he broke down and he told me he said to my best friend he said son he said i know exactly what you're talking about he said the officers know that they're down there he said they are down there he said oh. we've gotten calls about these things. He says they've been seen by officers. We have reports about them. And he didn't say if, you know, that is what killed one of those homeless people. He made a little inkling kind of a unspoken, you know, about that one guy in the wild dogs. Right. Think about it. And that's what I was gonna ask you that. I was going to ask you, this had to be reported somewhere because be, because it's not like it's so remote. There's there's housing around this no. thing. There's people who live around it. It has, it has to have been seen by more than one person. People that worked on the railroad apparently had reported seeing something of the like and, and very similar, you know. And we saw some kind of giant kind of something that was on all fours, went up on the two legs, crawled into a building and disappeared. You know, and, and it just so happened to be in that blast furnace area. So um, we, we didn't go we didn't go back down there for years. Um, I don't blame you. My mom and dad are both gone. Like I said, my dad unfortunately passed away to pancreatic cancer. And when he was really sick at the very end, I'd say maybe about. I don't know, three, four weeks before I lost my dad. I, I was sitting with him. It was it was my birthday, and I'm so glad I got to spend it with him. And I was talking to him, and I said, Dad, there's something I need to talk to you about. I said, you and I have discussed this subject about what me and I mentioned my four friends and my three friends' names, you know, the four of us. And I said, you've always told me you just think I saw a bear. I said, Dad, look at me. I said, you're you're talking to a grown man, your son. Who is your best friend? We called each other best buddy because we were so close. I said, I'm your best buddy. You're my dad. So I need you to understand something for me. I said, this really happened to us. He said, I need you to understand before you're gone. I need you to look at me and understand that this really went down. And I need you to understand that that's what we saw. It wasn't a bear said that these things really exist. And he'd been, as the years have been going by, he'd been, you know, noticing how much I'd been researching things and watching things about Bigfoot and, and cryptids and things and, and, and UFOs. And of course the new UAP word for it and everything. And, and uh, he started saying things to me more and more about, Man, there's a lot of weird stuff really going on out there. I'm starting to think there really is some stuff. And, and he looked at me and he sat up and, uh, you know, he said, I'm Matt, I'm sorry. Take your time. Take your time, Matt. Right, this Mike. is, and, and our condolences as well. You know, this is really difficult. Thank we you. Under, yeah. I'd give a minute for seeing him again. But for him to look at me and said, Matt, I believe you was very powerful for me. Wow. And, um, you know, and, and we went over the story again and I told him everything. And he said, number one, thank God you're here. He said, I'm telling you, Matt. He said, Papa was there, his dad. I never got to meet my mom's mom, my my dad's dad, or my mom's dad. They all passed before I was old enough to meet them. I met my mom's, my dad's mother, my grandmother. 
Um, but I didn't get to meet them. And he said, telling you right now, they were watching over you. And he said, you had many guardian angels watching over you. And that's why you lived. And he said, I believe you. And it was very powerful for me. And I needed that. I needed that before he left. And, and man, did that help me. And that has helped me make a lot of decisions as the years have gone by. And that's why I've been so involved in doing these interviews. And at first, when I started doing it, I would only say my name's Matt. I wouldn't give my last name. I wouldn't say where I was from or where I grew up. Or I was very quiet and tight-lipped. And now I'm not because you know what? These things really exist. And there's other things out there that I actually would like to see someday. I hope I get to keep seeing some different things. And like I said, I will be more than happy on a different show. If you'd like to share my experience that happened a couple months ago and be absolutely not. And I haven't, I have actual proof. Even I have an EVP audio clip that I can give to you that will show you 100% proof of what I heard. Matt, and what it went down. Matt, don't, don't, it's really, incredible. don't tease me with a good time, Matt. I like I oh like. brother I like for sure. So so I, I I'll send it to you and and when you're ready for us to talk about it someday I'll I'm there for Matt, it. Thank oh, yeah. you. I, um, I don't even know what to ask. It, like it was you have, it was crazy. You have uh, it was incredible. You've 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 um, rendered Rye speechless, which is a rarity. Yeah, this is. Um, I'm I'm feeling very affected by this whole story. You know, it, it's very traumatic emotional um terrifying you know it, it, it's like it's like a horror story like a movie you know that you really lived you know and you survived which is fantastic and i'm so glad thank you for sharing so much matt thank you for sharing it so much i appreciate that i've actually had quite a few people lately i've started to uh, thankfully meet people that are in, in TV and things like that. And I've had people ask me if I would like to be involved with some documentaries and maybe down the road, a, a TV documentary or a movie or something. And I, and I said, exactly what I tell all of you is, is, you know, I'm, I'm obviously here first and foremost to tell my story because it happened and it's real. And I want to be a part of those groups of people that are not of the camps, the, the how you see all these people in a Bigfoot camp want nothing to do with the dogman camp. Yeah. And the dogman camp people don't know. Everybody needs to help each yes. other. Everybody needs to come in because they're connected. 100%. I'm telling you they're connected. And it needs to be brought together. And I want to be a big part of that. And I'm, I'm doing this. Obviously, I'm not getting anything of it right now. I don't have my own channel yet. I'm not being paid for this. I'm doing this for nothing other than to share my story. And, and, and I'm sorry, I take that back to share my experience. experience. Yeah, I, I was waiting. I was waiting for you to say that. Actually. And this experience, Thank this you. information that you're putting forth, bringing this to light, because somebody, somebody else out there is just like you who had the same experience happen to them or similar, and they might not be here right now. You are saving people's lives right now, Matt, and, and we, we, we thank you for that very much, and you're a very brave person, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, dude. I really mean that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate the respect that you guys showed me, and, and I appreciate all of the people that, uh, that have showed me respect that I've already given on, on other shows. And, and, you know, the one thing I pride myself is – is that my mom and dad and and they 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 made something very apparent to their children is 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 honesty is very important 
and the type of person you are means everything. Yes. And I want to leave this world being known as somebody that was not a, a, a liar or somebody that made things up. Or, uh, you know, I, I want to be able to look back and say that I had some kind of effect on people finding out that there is this other world out there. They do exist. And, 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 you know, uh, and that's why I'm doing it. And we we really we yeah. really appreciate be, that, Matt. And... Being former military, the word we call for, the word we use is honorable. You're an honorable person by telling the truth, shake, shaking a man's hand, looking him in the eyes, and I'll be here tomorrow at nine to be, and you'll be there tomorrow to help somebody. That's what honorable means, and that's lost a lot in this world, Matt. And you seem to be very sincere. And we, Brian, I want to appreciate so so much for being on with us today. Thank yeah. you. But I don't like the Pittsburgh Steelers, Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I love the robbery, baby. Bring it, bring it, bring it. We'll keep keep in touch. We'll keep in touch. We'll drink a beer over the internet, man. Absolutely. There you go, brother. All right. And and I want to ask this, you know, and like I said, I'm going to Texas this weekend to uh, Josh Turner's Paranormal Roundtable, second annual uh, Dogman Encrypted Conference in Texas. And I am so excited to go. Um, I'm going to meet, you know, uh, Martin Groves, who had one of the most well-known. Him and I can't wait. We can't wait to talk. We're gonna change some. No- we're gonna exchange some notes. Say hi to B Moss for us. Uh, Say hi to B- Bettina for us. Say hi. I am very close with Bettina. I love her. She's great, and I will. She's an awesome person. And you know, I I'm gonna say the same thing to you guys, and I'll let you guys go. Um, you're busy men. I, I I hope that when I start my show, that that you guys will come be guests on mine because um, absolutely, I, I'm huge fans, and I am I'm starstruck just to be on your show. <laughs> we appreciate that, but you know, hearing your story, your your story is is well known. You know, I. I I, I was Tom was saying like I'm like I'm not sure if I heard the story before, but as soon as you started, I'm like I've heard this I've story heard this before. story before, but like but hearing it directly touch, from you is is so it's traumatic. It's Actually, much more it, powerful. It's powerful, yeah. yeah. Thank you. So Matt, I want I I do my best to bring you into it, and that's why I'm excited about Sibylla. Is she's going to be able to give everybody that view of what we saw and she's already uh had me get kind of emotional a couple times on what she's already oh, brought wow. to the table so she's freaked me out a couple <laughs> times already and i've so you guys will be brought into it you will get a beautiful view of what we saw that day and like i said thank you for having me on and you guys need anything you got my number and, awesome. and uh, i had a you got it Matt. Matt, thank you we really appreciate that thank you so oh. much for you know, taking the time to be on our podcast, we greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. And you frightened the hell out of me. All right. We want to thank Matt for that interview. Um, it was everything. It was a roller coaster. It was frightening. It was thrilling. It was emotional. It was heartbreaking. It was everything. Yeah, and to be honest with you guys, to go behind baseball again, this has been a week since we've heard this um, because, you know, schedules, you know, happen. Things happen in life in which you have to change your timing. And it's still in my mind. When I when I close my eyes, sometimes it's in my mind. Uh, when I go to sleep, you know, I really feel for Matt and his uh, three other friends his dad, and I'm sure all the other people in the community who were affected by this, because as he was telling us, there was stories that were being suppressed. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, and I'm like, I, I'm not a big religious person. You all know that. But the mere fact that he could go to somebody in the church and that person believe him probably saved his, in the worst case, his life. But it definitely saved his sanity a bit. And whoever this person was, again, I don't think he mentioned names, which is great. But uh, and if you're still around, still alive, still kicking it, then, um, yeah, dude, that, that was that was that was great. That at least he at least had somebody in which he can do. Well, the, the, the priest that he was talking to was didn't doubt his story. And that is amazing. You know, I, I find a lot of times, you know, men of the cloth some will be like dismissive, dismissive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and but of course they'll believe whatever happens in the Bible, and it's like, do we feel that the Bible just stopped because they stopped writing the Bible, like incidents and miracles and and demons and, and everything saying, else? Yeah. Yes. No, everything keeps on continuing just because it wasn't documented and put into the Bible. This stuff still happens, you know. Miracles still happen. So you're saying what's happening now with this all this UFO things and all this these increasing Bigfoot sightings and these increasing dogman sightings. That maybe we are now in like some kind of new biblical era. Well, I, I think we've always been in a biblical era. I know uh, that's what you're saying, but it's somehow increasing. We're headed towards. Uh, what are we now, headed towards? Uh, now, Revelation. One hundred percent, we definitely could be. But is it increasing, or is it just because we're paying attention to it that we actually see it more often? It's kind of like when someone says, "Oh, I love all the blue cars," and you've never really noticed the blue cars before. Then all of a sudden, someone has brought it to your attention. So now you start paying attention. You see more and more blue oh, cars. Did, did you notice that the blue cars didn't burn? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Tom bringing the periphery into focus. Yeah, I think it was also like a blue tarp, blue cloth, blue that umbrellas, was, blue homes with painted blue roofs. Mm. Only the rich people did that. Very uh, interesting because there's a there's not but, but, energy but, weapons. It's but, more of a vibrational thing. But that that's that in my opinion, and I and I don't mean to diminish it. I'm saying that's inconsequential because that is speculation. Of course, but. Everything that went down in that that incident specifically, everything that went down, there was there was criminal acts that were committed blatantly. Yep. You know, like the saying what caused it is is, is, is speculation, but the incidents that happened during and how people handle it is one hundred percent criminal. All you have to do is just look at what laws were in place, what laws they try to circumvent, who they put into office, and what happened at the end, and what's actually happening right now. These, these people on the top, if they want it, they'll get it, and they'll find a way to do it, and they will step on your throats. They want to separate us, white, black, woman, man, religion, whatever it is. In the end, these these whoever they are, however you want to word it, super elite, powerful, inside people, the hidden hand, however you want to word it, they get what they want. And what they do is they try to disperse it, and they try to make you feel like you're crazy. But in the end, they're the ones doing the bad stuff. I'm just jumping at birds. This birds sound like they're mocking you, like, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he's, like, what he's, is he looking at? He's talking, he's talking like from the heart. And maybe, then, it's one, maybe it's a mechanical bird in the government didn't want me to talk about it. Yeah, it's charging its batteries by sitting on the power line. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's about to get back to what we're talking about. Like, um, these, these, uh, these things really happen. And, you know, there's always this, I brought it up in the interview, I believe. You always think it's happening in the woods somewhere. But apparently it's not because, you know, in a lot of these, he's in the Rust Belt, that's what they call it. And Baltimore, where I'm from, is part of the Rust Belt. And a lot of the industry got taken away by these elites once again. And uh, <laughs> and these places are kind of like a barren wasteland, kind of. And there's, you know, that I would is, say thousands of like acres. Movie, it was like a movie set that uh, that picture he sent us, too. It just it helped. 
everything, everything. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, 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 it's crazy. It is just crazy of what's what's going on. And, you know, though, by, by things being stepped up, though, it's quite obvious when people step up their antics or their actions. The more obvious it becomes. Well, no, I'm saying the more desperate they are. Mm, pertaining to the story or pertaining? No, I'm sorry. I'm not talking about Matt. I'm talking about what we were talking about just before that with oh, all yes. the all these actions. You know, more desperation shows loss of control and just all out attempts to try to. So we're recording this in the beginning of September, and you guys know what we're talking about. Yeah. Okay. This is this is the big topic right now in the conspiracy world. So the more desperate they become, the more we need to be steadfast and we need to be there for each other. Which is why, in like in the last episode, we talk about these people who kind of. You know, talk, you know, the big fish stories. You know, we need to be held accountable to ourselves. But on the other hand, like I always tell you guys, go out and meet your neighbors. Yeah, you know, you know what? It's, it's, that's one thing that we did see. You know, you saw people um, rebelling against the law or rebelling against authority to, to help. Like there's people, they didn't care. They're bringing water, they're bringing supplies. They didn't care what the roadblocks, the were. roadblocks or, or whatever is happening. Cause, you got to do, you know, sometimes you have to do what's right, even if you're being told that it's wrong. And that's a hard thing to do. It's a really hard thing to do. But you, you have to imagine that that could be your family. And then that person who busts through and brings you supplies or brings you a, a pre-warning, like, beware, this is happening. Let's go, let's go, let's go. That could be your family. So why not do that for somebody else? Now, I'm not saying go break the law by any means. We like, 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 but, but the, the but law of man, though, there's like the law of man. Like, yeah, you're not going to break the law to steal someone's stuff. You're not going to break the law to hurt or injure or kill someone. But if you have to break these, or I guess that's like nature law. I don't know what you want to call it. But I mean, like, if there's these laws of the government that are wrong and unmoral um, or immoral, Ill, immoral, immoral, yeah, you know, you it's your right as a human being. It's your duty. It's your duty. To break those to help other humans. Right. And that's that's basically kind of like to wrap it into a bow a little bit here. That's what we were saying at the beginning of last episode. You know, you diminishing someone else's story is making it worse for everyone else. You being forced to follow things that you know in your heart are wrong. You know, breaking of Nuremberg Code. Wink, wink. Breaking of any then, of these. You know what? Nuremberg Code is a joke. It may, joke or not. No, because it, it's, it's unenforceable. It's unenforceable. The Nor the Nuremberg. I just want to. Dog and pony I, hanging the seven people. Yeah. Yes, but it's also um, they, they can't. It, it can't. Everybody's like, oh, we need Nuremberg Part Two. There will be never such a thing mm -hmm. because it is not a real law. It's not a real code. It's not anything. It, it, it's it's a piece of paper that people think yeah, is but, 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 is worth something, but it's not worth. But don't you think that these people committed crimes against humanity? Oh, I one hundred percent do. So, but Nuremberg never goes into hate. But thing. Nuremberg was a. A dog and pony. It was a, a magician show. It was like, hey, everybody, look over here while we, we do something to appease you. And grab the scientists. And, and grab everybody else and take them out. Yeah. yeah, take out the people who really did damage, you know? We're going conspiratorial today, guys. But um, uh, I don't know, man. It's just, I hope, I hope you guys, I don't know how to say it, man, but. Because I, 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 yeah. Matt. Yeah, let, let's bring back to that. Let's bring back to that. Then. And that's where I was going, but I just don't know what to say. It's just like. Um, Matt, Matt has. Uh, Matt, you, Matt was you, like, Matt. is affected. You know, th this happened, what, like, I don't want to say, we'll say 30, 30 years ago, something. He's 30. 14. He's like our age. Some, something yeah, like he's that, a little yeah. bit older. Yeah. Um, so we'll say like 35 years ago. This happened 35 years ago, and it still is affecting him. 
So that's what we, you know, it's not like we're, we're here to bring back these old things. We're here to work as a, as some sort of therapy, you know, to tell your story and have these people, not stories, to tell your experience and have, you know, people hear you. And you can be forewarned that these things are out there. Um, you can be forewarned that these things aren't meant to be giving gifts and playing with them and thinking that they're there to help you. You know, you need to know that that these things are even let's say even if they are flesh and blood. OK, these are predators. They're like super alpha, super alpha predator. super predators. You know, they're, they're they're not to be messed with. They're not to be like like. Oh, I'm going to go out in the woods and just go find a dog, man. Oh, wow. Let's go on Thursday. I get off work early. Yeah. And it's like, no, you need to be, you need to think about it. Like, okay, if you're going into the woods or any of these areas, and sometimes like Matt, I don't, they were talking about packs of wild dogs and he just didn't know. And no one, I don't think dog man was even like, even though it was there, it was not really discussed or talked about like it is now because of the internet. But if you're going out there to search these things or look and find, you need to have you know, escape routes, uh, backup water. You need to really think about what you're doing before you go out there because this stuff is not to be played with. Not to be played with. Yeah. That's, if we can leave it with one thing, is, you know, be prepared for everything. Be be prepared. You know, don't don't feel that they're going to be your your buddy or your best friend. And and you must be aware. And know that you're, in the end, in the end, there's nobody who's going to come and save you. You're going to save yourself. And by saving yourself, everyone else gets saved. Because if everyone does it. Okay. And and that brings me to this thing that I've been saying for a while. Everybody has been, and this kind of goes to everything. Everybody's waiting for a savior. Everybody's waiting for someone to come save them from the big bad thing that's out there right the now boogeyman. but the boogeyman uh, and I'm, I'm not talking cryptids and everything i'm talking like in life in general we're always waiting for that savior to come and save us but we have to come to the realization that we are the ones we've been waiting for we oh, wow. are our own heroes we are our own saviors you have to be the hero of your own story you can't wait for someone to save you and this story is not just personal this is societal this is world this is everything you know we are the ones we've been waiting for. Yeah, yeah, because the power is within within you to make change. That's all it is. The power is within you to make change. Don't forget, guys. We're gonna be when the when the when the moment strikes and these type of stories hop up, you're gonna get extra bonus stuff for free. We're also gonna put eventually some things in other areas behind walls and things like that because and you know we gotta pay for stuff. Exactly, <laughs> and, and, and we hope you guys are enjoying our October, uh, the Lost Frequency presents October Fear Fest. Fear Fest. I'll, I'll remember it eventually. Yes. Uh, there's Kofi. There's a Facebook page or the Gmail. You guys know those. If not, give them to your friend. Give them to your neighbor. We're looking for stories, like always, like always. And uh, we really appreciate the fact that you guys are still with us. And uh, more to come. More awesome episodes as you come to expect. And just remember, you are the ones you've been waiting for. And with that, you have been listening to the Lost Frequency Podcast, where we bring the periphery into focus. We close with good night, good luck, and God bless all of you, all of you on the good earth. Long live the cause of freedom.